Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to do our favorite heist movies. So maybe bank robbery, and maybe a train robbery. It also could be a jewel heist. Whatever it may be, you're going to hear our wonderful picks, and let's get it going with my top five right now. All right, number five, well, I have a tie. So technically, it's a top six list, but since top six sounds just stupid, we're going to call it top five with two picks. Who cares? It's my list. I can do whatever I want. The first one is Heat from 1995. Now, this is a very long movie. It's over three hours long, and it's best known for being the first movie that actually has Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in a scene together. Uh, Of course, they were in Godfather Part II, but they never actually uh, were in a scene together since De Niro was playing the young Vito Corleone, and that would have been impossible for the adult Michael, played by Al Pacino, to be in the same movie. Or in the same scenes together. Therefore, Heat is the first movie. There's some great heist uh, you know, scenes in there. But really, it's kind of a cop battle against Pacino and De Niro. Now, my other pick, which is more of a traditional heist movie, is Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. And the craziest thing about Dog Day Afternoon is that it's actually based on a true story. If you were to watch this movie and not know this, you would easily think that the plot is pretty far-fetched. That's why sometimes truth is always stranger than fiction. So if you don't know already, Dog Day Afternoon stars Al Pacino and John Canzali, who played Fredo in the Godfather series. And they're two friends who decide to rob a bank in order for Pacino to have enough money to pay for his lover's sex change operation. A third accomplice, played by Gary Springer, rounds out their motley crew. The problem is that the guys have no experience when it comes to robbing, robbing banks, and it's a comedy of errors for everyone involved. What should have been an in-and-out job turns into a huge hostage situation with tons of news crews covering the chaotic scene. All right, number four is Ronin from 1998. Ronin is a really well-done action film starring Robert De Niro, Gene Reno, uh, Natasha McCone, Stellan Skarsgård, Sean Bean, and Jonathan Price. So the movie is best known for having terrific car scene chases throughout France, specifically Nice and Paris. The basic plot involves De Niro as an ex-special forces agent who is trying to recover a briefcase full of top-secret documents. However, he'll have to fight off the Russians and the Irish Mafia in order to get it. So the heist involves those documents. Number three is The Town from 2010. The Town is a terrific heist film starring Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, Rebecca Hall, John Hamm, and Blake Lively. The look and feel of the movie is incredibly gritty, and fans of the Boston area should be pleased with this film. Maybe not the portrayal so much, but the scenery, that is. The movie really keeps you guessing throughout, and the action is really well done. Now, the original version is 120 four minutes in length our fans of the movie will want to own the extended version which is over 150 minutes number two might seem like an obvious pick but i'm gonna go with it anyway and it's the remake of oceans 11 and and the subsequent sequels uh starting in 2001 so the stars are george clooney brad pitt matt damon don Cheadle, andy garcia and julia roberts and the co-stars are just as good with bernie Mac, scott con casey affleck Carl Reiner, Elliot Gould, Eddie Jameson, and Shalbo Kin. Now, I, I really like just how the the back and forth and, and the high speed, um, you know, planning of, of doing these heists in Las Vegas. It's just really well done. And while some people don't find the sequels as entertaining, I do. I can put them on at any time, 
and it is my type of heist movie. All right, number one for my favorite heist movie of all time is The Sting from 1973. To me, The Sting is probably the best heist movie ever made. It's one of the best movies in general ever made. The entire plot is perfect, and the main characters are all top-notch with Paul Newman, Robert Redford, and Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw as Lonigan is especially awesome. Paul Newman is amazing as Henry, Henry Gondorf and really should have been nominated for an Oscar. Robert Redford was nominated for Best Actor, and, his, and, and as great as his role is, Newman is really what makes this thing, sting so good. Uh, due to his natural sense of humor and charm. And again, Robert Shaw's role as the brutal co- crime boss, Doyle Lonigan, was also Oscar-worthy, as nobody could have played the role as well as Shaw. Though Richard Boone and Oliver Reed were the first choices for the Lonigan role. However, they made the right choice with Robert Shaw. Okay, those were my top five, and let's hear what everyone else has to say about their favorite heist movies. For this week's episode with Sarah, we're going to do heist movies. Exactly. Very good. Oh, wait, that's a heist movie, too. That's true. Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah, but it's Tom Cruise, and you hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. You lost yourself for a moment. I know I did. Yeah. I did. But John Voight's in it. That's true. And John Voight's kind of good just, and everything. Yeah, he's famous because Angelina hates him, and he hates her. That's true. That's and, pretty much and it. And Deliverance. So. Oh, yeah, you got a pretty male. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Okay. so heist movies. Love the heist movie. Okay. Because it's got this kind of formula of, you know, you meet the characters and then you kind of, you you watch how they plan. Mm -hmm. If it's a good, I like a heist movie that does that where it's kind of like they plan it out and you have to have the right soundtrack to go along with it. And, you know, sometimes you have like, you know, so in my first example, which would be Ocean's Eleven. Yep. 12, 13, 13 22, yeah. 46, yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> where it has the different characters and like, you know, some will have, you know, funny and someone's always like the, you know, dry, mm-hmm. some, some, you know, um, and you notice that Brad Pitt's eating all the time. That's during a good that. point. I never noticed that. He is that. always eating. Yeah. Bag of chips, whatever. He's constantly eating in that, which is, you know. When he's a goof, I like him better. Otherwise, he's just boring. Now, did you ever see the original with the Rat Pack? I saw some of it. Okay. But, um, yeah. I, I That's one of the few movies where I like the remakes better. Really? Yeah, I know. I'm I, actually surprised. Yeah. Because, so, um, I like that one, again, because at the end of it, you're like, wow. Like, where you, when when I don't see something coming, yeah. that's, that's a sign of a movie that I'm like, I'm into it. So, I like that one because it's... You know, got enough kind of funny. Then it's got Andy Garcia, asshole, yeah. one of, which one ever. How many are there? Two, three? Three. So there you go for trilogy. Are they all good? Yeah, uh, yeah I enjoy them. I They're can't all remember. good in their own way. They, yeah. they always add someone. That's right. why it keeps going from Right. And it's good. Don, yeah. Don Cheadle in one of those. Don Cheadle's, I think, in yeah. all of them. And yeah. fr- and uh, Matt Damon is. He's Matt Damon. Kind of, he reminds me of like Woody Harrelson in Cheers. He's kind yeah. of dingy a yeah. little bit at times, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that one I really like. Yeah. Um, love. The usual suspects. Yeah. For um, so many reasons. Um, first of all, Benicio del Toro, I fell in love with him in that. Oh yeah. And he's not in it that much. No, but, but he's just and he's, he's and he's thin and yeah. he's and he's just and he, he cracks me up, he's mumbling. Yeah. Um but it's funny, you have like a cast of people that at the time I mean, really, there no nobody was anybody. No, right? One of the Baldwins. I don't even know which one he was. And so Stephen, before he Steve, went, there's a Stephen. Yeah, it's all Chad Baldwin. Yeah. There's not a Chad. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I think it's, I had him in science like class. Zeppo and yeah, right. Yeah. And then that one guy who's kind of balding, and he was in a TV show like My Sister Sam or something. I don't remember who's that one well, guy. Kevin Pollock. That's yeah, who it yeah. is, right? That guy. Yeah. And then. Um, Obviously, Kevin Spacey. Yes, yeah. and he, I had—I don't know what—I—I I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything before that. But um, that was another movie that just 
at the end of it, I was like, holy So you didn't shit. see that, you didn't see it coming at all? No, did you? No, I don't think, I don't know. Don't even try to lie. I think if anyone, no, I didn't see it coming okay. at all. But I, I think anyone that says they do are kind of lying. They're lying, they're full of it. Gabriel Burns in it. Yep, that's right. And, and Chaz um, Palmer, your favorite Chaz Oh my Palmer. God, that's right, he is my favorite. I and, loved him. And that. Pete uh, Postlewaite, that's the Irish oh, guy. You, yeah, right, or, right. Yeah. And the guy who, oh, Kobayashi. Yeah. I liked him, he was perfect in that. Yeah. Uh, I liked, uh, who, who was the, the guy who was Chaz Palminteri's, like, counterpart, the cop, who's kind of that geeky guy. Oh, yeah, Dan, uh, Whatever. So, who's Adaya. a what's it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's in a lot of things, too. Yeah, and he always I mean, kind of plays that dopey he's a, kind of a good character cop. actor, yeah. He's always that cop guy, though, right? Yeah, always. So, anyway, yeah, The Usual Suspect was, was awesome. I love, I like movies where they have good flashbacks. Yeah. And they don't have to do things like turn turn it black and white so you know it's a flashback right. or you know I mean that's not too far you know obviously Kevin Spacey is telling the story yeah. and blah 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 but you know just as it gets to the end and he just and the one of the best lines ever and I probably said it before so mm-hmm. strike me um, <laughs> is when he says the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist yeah. so then they're kind of like you know they're not there's a lot of like ways you can take that one that, yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. but as he's leaving this the subtlety of his foot starting to straighten out yeah and, and then he just get you know like that poof yeah he's got that that and the ending and chaz's face um that might be the best one of the best endings yeah in that, history, that, yeah. that that was one of those like oh my gosh i didn't even like it, yeah. it's almost it's like when jr was not dead and it yeah. was all a dream yeah you're, you're all what <laughs> come on wow <laughs> so um aside from that one my other heist movie yeah I'm um, have to go with the great Muppets caper, <laughs> the baseball diamond. Yes. That one, I loved the Muppets. I did And too. actually, you know, on a f- side note, the Muppets show is something that I watched as an adult and was like, this was all adult, like, it was. boring, like, weird, like, and not appropriate stuff. You know how I figured that out when my nephew was four years old mm-hmm. and I got him... A, a, like a Muppets, like yeah. you know, and he goes, Auntie, you know that. Thank you for the DVD, but there's too much condensation in it. And I'm like, What <laughs> was it? Like she had yeah, not enough puppets and too much condensation. My sister goes, Conversation, Logan. <laughs> he was like, There's too much people, right? Not of the puppets. It's true. It really was. Um, it wasn't meant for. Yeah. Every, it was just meant for, it, not meant for just adults, but yeah, like, that's what, that was yeah, the audience. It, why else would John Denver be on like every week? Exactly. And, like, and the guys super, in the balcony yeah. and oh, all yeah. that. Like, yeah. That's something that, you know, that would be one of those, that should be a Netflix and shit. Statler and Waldorf. Right. Is yeah. that what their names <laughs> Are you the only guy that knows that ever? I don't know anybody that knows their names. They just call them the guys in the balcony. Statler and Waldorf. And actually in um, Trading Places, it's like those two guys are kind of based on that. They're, they're definitely like that. Right. Yeah. So the best part about that one is besides the fact that they totally fuck it up. Yeah. Excuse, and who is the other guy that the, there's like the the real, you know, Charles cat Gr- burglars. Yeah. Charles right? Grodin. Yeah. I think that's the only time I've seen Charles Grodin be kind of serious. Kind of, yeah. Because he's always like just this goofy guy. You Like the guy was in the back of your class. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but when they're doing the simultaneous where they're each going through their list. Yeah. Um, getting ready for the, the heist and like um, the uh, humans, basically yeah. the group is like going through, they're all laser beam, um, glass, I don't know. They're going through all these like high tech yeah. things like check, check. And then they go, you fan to the Muppets and they're like, whoopee cushion, yeah. check, <laughs> peanut butter, animalated. <laughs> and the best part is that my sister and I still say is like, they're all, did you, you know, they, they're all, do you have this? And they're like, I don't know. We can't find it. It's like. Do you leave it in the other pants? Because I don't have no other pants. 
and and and, and nobody noted that the they were all so stoned. Always, yeah. Janice. Hey yeah. guys. Oh, the band, the uh, uh, yeah, Doctor T. Right, yeah, do, yeah. right. Yeah, an animal. Yeah. Clearly, he was on LSD because uh, no animals on like meth. Right, or crank yeah. Or he's a blaster. He's yeah. what you call PCP blaster. Yeah, exactly. He's like on this street. <laughs> right, and Janice is the total stone groupie. Yeah. And she's like, hey, yeah. with their stringy blonde hair that yeah. hasn't been washed. Yeah. And there's a lot the of van, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, I don't have no other pants, no, because you're a musician <laughs> and you have no money, and you actually have a human's hand up your ass because you're a puppet. <laughs> but <laughs> SNL kind of played all those early Jim Henson Muppet stuff, and it was totally trippy, like right. not meant for kids. Right. And then the Muppet Show came out and was kind of more geared towards right. kids, but and then it holds up still because it wasn't just for kids. right. And let's just be clear about Jim Henson went full acid trip with oh. the dark crystal oh yeah like and i think you movie. and i are the only people and my sister that's yeah. seen it it was on hbo a lot it was yeah. and fraggle rock he did fraggle he did. rock was on a lot yeah. oh my god that one was pretty good too so yeah. um yeah those the, all great the, the well, great... actually i loved the first three muppet movies so it was the muppet movie great muppet caper and muppets take manhattan muppets take movie. manhattan so, move right fun. along that one was a good one and when you watch kermit the frog ride a bike it's really hard to kind of process and it was that. great with it because they, they would get cameos like i think uh, steve martin might have been the first right, one they Joan did. Rivers was oh in my Muppet gosh Manhattan. that is yeah. well because they were on the show right yeah yeah so. it's yeah why was john denver on all the time and what know. is it jim neighbors that one guy yeah yeah and uh, it seemed like that they was... get a lot of people that right. repeat people but uh that's interesting yeah. i was thinking we're gonna those are all great let's watch some of those okay <laughs> thanks sir okay so for this week's episode with samantha we are going to do your favorite heist movies Hello. And you have a bunch, or at least well, I more. have a couple. Okay. I have a couple to discuss. All right. I'm, I'm curious to see what you're going, because some people have picked the same ones. And... Okay. Oh, I actually just thought of a third one. Good. So, quite a variety. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it shows my eclectic taste. Three is good. Um, so, I have one classic. Okay. One modern classic. Mm -hmm. And then one random foreign movie that I found last year. Gotta throw in the foreign movies. So, um... Yeah, I guess when I was thinking about this, the big ones came to mind, mm -hmm. like Ocean's Eleven, sure. like Bonnie and Clyde, of like course. all the classics. Um, and so, but one of my favorites going back um, is How to Steal a Million. Yeah. So it's the comedy with Audrey Hepburn and Peter O'Toole. Yep. Um, I was just like... A huge Audrey Hepburn fan. <laughs> so you've seen I'm everything. One you've of those girls. Yep. So I've seen like most of her movies, um, and I really liked this one because it's a comedy, and then um, it's set in France, like around the art world. Yeah. Um, but what one of my pet peeves in like film or TV is when the characters are placed in another country, but they don't speak that language. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they're supposed to be French, but they're all English speakers. Yeah. And I'm like, just make a movie with French people That's already. Right. But I like this movie, so mm -hmm. try to, like, suspend disbelief. <laughs> You're right. The actors there. are good enough to... Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So it's a great film. It's really funny. Um, the cast is really good. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a few years, so, like, mm -hmm. the plot details are fuzzy, but I just remember she had really awesome costumes. Yeah. Because I think Givenchy designed oh, all cool. of her outfits. Mm -hmm. He was, like, still alive and did most of her costumes. Do you know um, what year then. this movie came out? I have it open. Oh, of it course. came out in 1966. Okay, so it's one of her later films. It's one of her later yeah. ones, so she wasn't, like, kind of the young, like, kind of gammon character. Yeah. Um, but it was still really charming. It has the love story tied in. 
Um, but yeah, the whole like heist concept about, I think her dad's an art forger mm. and they're trying to like, I don't remember if they're trying to con someone over or not. Um, but she kind of gets involved with a couple men and mm -hmm. it ends up happily though. Of course. Cause those are the type of, uh, movies yeah. that tied yeah. up in a boat. So it was like a nice heist <laughs> story. <laughs> That's a good one. We will do nice heist movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, great one. Okay. Um, and then something else was um the movie reservoir dogs yes so that's totally on the opposite end of the spectrum mm -hmm. um i remember watching that a few years ago because it's one of my little brother's favorite movies <laughs> um and i was just so confused because you don't really get a lot of context no the like plot's not linear and then the characters have weird names right and super violent so, yeah which kind of masks really, really violent. the heist yeah and i don't is, isn't this the i'm pretty sure this is the movie where nothing actually takes place in the film no it's just you're trying to kind to you, you try and piece it together yeah and then it's just like basically everyone dies pretty much they all yeah. just shoot each other that's right so and i was like oh Great, but, but I really enjoyed it. I've seen it a couple of times. So Malin was interesting. Malin actually saw it in the theater, like oh. so when it came out, and then I, I, like most people, saw Pulp Fiction first and went okay. back and saw Reservoir Dogs. And uh, I think that's probably why I wasn't prepared for Pulp Fiction because you, know, you I, didn't know what you were getting. Into yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Reservoir Dogs is just a, is crazy it's too. Bloodbath. Yeah, um, but it's a great movie. Yeah, and. Um, I think that came out. Was that like Tarantino's like first big? Yeah, it wasn't really a big hit. No, but it kind of set him up. I want to say that was like ninety one. Oh, like ninety two. Yeah, okay. Ninety two. Yeah, yeah, and all of the his like major guys are in there. Michael Madsen. Right. Harvey Michael Patel, Madsen was. Buscemi. But yeah, just the arguments about their names and everything. Uh -huh. That's a classic. And yeah, yeah. the dialogue's really good. Um, but that's the ear scene, right? Didn't he cut off the guy's ear or something? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I was Tim like, Roth, grossed yeah. out. There I was like, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> just so, how old was your brother when he first saw that? Um. Oh, he was a young, way too young, to young, say, yeah. young, young. He like got into Quentin Tarantino at a Early. very young age. That might have been his first Raider so. on movie then. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. It, that's, that's a great one. That really is really good. good. One. And then the third one. And then so my third one, um, this one I found like last year on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had heard about it because I try and like keep up with like festivals mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I really like random foreign movies and Netflix has learned that about me. <laughs> so it always like all of my recommendations are just like random. Art house random, foreign random films. Random art, yeah. art house foreign films. And so this one I was so excited because it popped up. Um, it's called Victoria. Okay. And it's this German movie that came out two years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think I saw it last year because it came out in Europe, like in 2015 or mm -hmm. so. But it's really, really cool because it's all shot in a single take. Wow. That's yeah. hard, too. <laughs> so I was like, how are they going to pull this off? Mm -hmm. um, and it is based around a bank robbery. Okay. So, but it starts out, you really don't know what's happening. Um it's based around this girl named Victoria who's just, she's like in Berlin clubbing one night mm -hmm. by herself. She's moved from another country and she um, meets these guys at this club, starts talking to them, starts hanging out with them and like they're speaking German and she doesn't understand what they're saying, but the audience does. Mm. So you can read all of the um, subtitles. Right. 
And come to find out, they convince her to be their driver in a bank robbery. Okay. She just like thinks she like made some friends. She's helping along. <laughs> I think she she thinks like they're up to something, but like she doesn't have anything to do that right. night. So she just like drives this van. They end up meeting these gangsters, oh, <laughs> and because this one guy was in prison, mm-hmm. and it really like took a turn, mm-hmm. and it got really. Not necessarily violent, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect it to go in the direction it okay. was going. Like, yeah, they end up robbing the bank, and then just basically everything goes out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That so, actually sounds cool. I'm a, yeah, the like um, suspense is awesome because it's all shot in a single take, and it takes place at night. Mm. So I was actually doing some research about the movie, and it was filmed. Because the movie's only like two hours or so. Okay. And it was filmed from 4.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. on April 27th, 2014. What a great niche. How so, cool is that? It was really cool because, yeah, it just starts out, you know, early, early morning. Mm-hmm. They're clubbing. And then, like, as the movie goes on, it's like the natural progression of wow. time. You never lose the characters because you're always with someone. Right. Other people pop in and out. They're kind of, like, running through the streets. Mm-hmm. Driving around. Um, so it's like a real, uh, you know, like when they do 24, but this is like a real yeah, time thing. Yeah, That's real super cool. Time, um, it was really, the way it was filmed was super clever with how they kind of managed to make the single shot work. Yeah. And they went to all these different locations. and. That's crazy because, yeah. I mean, you can't screw up at all. It's almost like a play, right? No. It's yeah. Like, and apparently like when I was looking this up, a lot of it was improvised because mm. I was wondering, like, yeah. how do they remember all, all this dialogue? They can't yeah. mess up. No. Um, but it wasn't too dialogue heavy. Got it. It couldn't <laughs> so, be. Yeah. But or still, if they did, they would have to dub in stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that it was improvised because the dialogue was really good. The characters had really great chemistry yeah. with each other. So, yeah, it was, it was a great surprise of a film to find. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix still. They should but. have marketed that. Like, whereas, like, mm-hmm. the, one of the few films to do basically a one-shot, yeah. two-hour film. Yeah, that, and yeah. it's not just, like, a, a German movie mm-hmm. because... The main character, she's Spanish, mm. so the only way she communicates with these guys is in English. Oh. So the English world can yeah, understand the movie for the most part. It's not That's totally brilliant. That international. I'm adding that to my Netflix um, queue. That is super cool. Yeah, really awesome. And uh, yeah, it was, I think, one of the most recent Heights movies that I saw that... That's I really a, loved. And no, I guarantee no one's going to pick this. Yeah. So this is a, this is a good one. Yes. See, learn from this podcast. <laughs> Samantha's always great. Always find them. That's right. Random movies. I know. Hopefully. So maybe we should just have do an episode where uh, Samantha's picks on Netflix that, my, that they suggest my for you. Netflix cute. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> Actually, that'd be fun. Even though that's like guilty pleasure type thing. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Samantha. Okay, thanks. Okay, so for this week, Malin and I are going to discuss our favorite heist movies. So I'm curious to see what you have in store for us. What you're going to steal from us? What you, yeah, what I'm going to steal. Okay, so you know the the thing I realized when I was going over this list was apparently I am an Anglophile hardcore when it comes to heist movies. Mm. I only have um, looking at this like one non-British. One or one, yeah, one completely non-British film. So I'll start okay. with that one. Okay, yeah, there's Reservoir a lot of great, yeah, and there's a lot of great British ones that are yeah, yeah. 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 So so uh, yeah, so I'll get yeah. to this. But Reservoir Dogs uh-huh. is the one non-British film. I know, mm. I'm sure there are a lot of really good American films that are. Mm-hmm. Nah. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. so Reservoir Dogs. I saw that when it first came out in the theater, like the first week, 
didn't of course I didn't know who Quentin Tarantino First was because major nobody movie. did. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I go with my dad and the first scene we're sitting kind of close enough to the front yeah. that it's just gore. Like yeah. I, if you didn't see it in the theaters, then I think that first scene doesn't translate well to watching at home. Sure. Because when you're in the theaters, it is just such a grisly visceral scene yeah. and it just sets up the movie in a way that I, I haven't really felt since then. I've right. seen it on TV. I've seen it in video and that, that scene just kind of goes by. Yeah. But there's that, that blood and Tim Roth uh, kind of writhing in the back of this yeah. that car is just so physical and wrenching. Yeah. Um, and, and other movies try to copy it after that, and they can't because yeah. you've already seen it. <laughs> so, you, yeah. yeah, you've already seen it, and uh, there's, and, and we hadn't seen any. I hadn't seen any no, of that no. going in, and that, that it starts there, and then it gives you a breath of relief because then it gets dialogue heavy. Yeah, and then it, <laughs> it comes back, yeah. and it keeps coming back, and it's getting you in the pacing of that film. Uh, especially since it is, it was such an art house flick. Totally. So it was uh, marketed to an audience that was ready for a lot of dialogue. And yeah. Maybe not necessarily ready for that kind the of violence. in your face yeah. violence at first. That it was kind of the perfect storm to kind of fall in love. With sure. It. And yeah, and I love that, especially <laughs> since as a heist film, it's not really about the heist. No. It really, it's it's. Um, uh, that's all just like a MacGuffin for this kind of chamber piece, which is about criminals and uh, their interactions and their lack of trust and how um, that plays out in the worst possible way. I think it's really cool. And and for the audience, the most fantastic way. Sure. And I think it's really cool that you got to see it in the theater where most people probably missed it the first time around. They always saw it on home video. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, And then that's when I think when people went to go to the movies to see Pulp Fiction because they had already seen it then, you know, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. 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 That that was true for me as well. Um, uh, Saw Reservoir Dogs and when Pulp Fiction came out, I was like first, you know, first weekend yeah. I was like I gotta see what else this guy's got up his sleeve totally. and that one of course just blew my mind because yeah. that could that count as a heist movie yeah because even though there's so many different sub stories going on yeah. there is a heist part of it so so I'll just throw that in as yeah. like and after that but it's really Reservoir Dogs that made like Absolutely. the initial impact and Absolutely. I could throw in Jackie Brown here but sure. Reservoir Dogs definitely I agree. that's that's the one I'm gonna hold on to for my American for Americans uh-huh. now if I wanted to have another American heist uh-huh. film uh, and this is a little bit cheating because it's by a British director. So I'm going to use this as my segue into okay. British heist films. Totally fair. And it's a little bit cheating as well. But like Reservoir Dogs, where it's a heist film that's not about the heist, mm-hmm. Psycho is a heist film that's not about the heist. Good point. And actually, it makes a point of not being about the heist by teasing the audience yeah. in the best way possible, by letting you know exactly where the money is yep. at all times. It's so diabolically brilliant yeah. of Hitchcock to kind of hold that carrot out to the audience and yeah. be like, you know you want this money. Yeah. You know you want to know where this money goes. You know that you want this money to end up in like the right hands. Right. And he doesn't do it. No. He's like, it's, you're not going to get right. it. <laughs> and, and that's why awesome. I think Hitchcock brilliantly made sure that the doors were locked once the movie started because yeah. that part of the movie is completely different. So if you came in 30 minutes of the movie, you would have missed all of that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's a film that it, it just, 
it has such distinct acts mm-hmm. were right. If you did come in late, and I guess in the '60s it was still customary to come in like in scattered, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, in middle late into a film and then stay and watch like part of the next one, sure. or whatever. Um, yeah, that one would be diabolical. Yeah, because you'd be totally you'd thrown off kilter. Um, okay, so love that one. Yeah, I consider that a heist film. I, yeah. So, uh, British heist films mm-hmm. and one of okay my favorite comedy and I keep thinking when am I going to get to talk about this one? <laughs> now you do A Fish Called Wanda yeah yeah I don't know if that's the best heist film in my mind or the best like not the best heist film one of the best comedies yeah so uh, when I saw that again it was like first weekend I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. I saw it as a kid with my dad in the theaters he yeah. snuck me in I was like ooh my dad's taking me to a rated <laughs> R movie you know I thought it was like gonna be you know we were getting away with something that you know um, he went for quality over just you know I don't even yeah. know I should ask him like what the heck did he know about this um, 1988 we, we laughed so hard. I don't think I've laughed so hard in a film. Maybe there's one other film where I laughed to the point of just, yeah, just so hard I couldn't breathe yeah. and crying. That movie just really caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's such a fun heist film as it well is. because even though I think where its merits lie is really in the comedy aspect of it, um, the heist kind of at the beginning kind of sets it up. Right. It sets tone. It gives it a, a speed and a momentum mm-hmm. that really uh, is advantageous because it kind of settles down into character development pretty sure. quickly. So it's, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant, funny So story. I don't know why. They probably are dissimilar films, but did you like uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I have really mixed feelings about okay. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I think the, the first act of that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, it makes a turn. When the woman gets involved. When It's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. When the woman gets involved, that's so key to the film, and I begin to lose interest. Okay. Um, I think I was more interested in the dynamic between Michael Caine and Steve Martin as a uh, complicit kind of... Uh, uh, complicit collaborators yeah. who kind of fallen into this arrangement like um, Michael Caine obviously doesn't want to be associated with this kind of um, he's got his own uh, thing going streetwise yeah. Steve Martin he wants to but that that's, that relationship was more interesting to me than when they turn against one another sure. and they have the woman in the middle maybe if they turned against one another and she wasn't there or whatever or maybe yeah. if it was uh, maybe it's just the acting of that role that I wasn't interested mm. in uh, that intermediary there but uh, mm-hmm. no I only like the first act. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like it more. Uh, I know. I do because the first act them. has got some really gold. And they're great actors. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, Fish Called Wanda yep. was directed by, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, because I haven't looked this up, but I believe he was the director of some of the Ealing Studio uh, comedies and even maybe... So was, uh, Maybe he was the director of Lavender Hill Mob. So it's a co-director of John Cleese and then Charles Crichton. Charles Crichton. So I'm I'm going to start talking about Ealing Studios comedies. Can you look up? If they were Lavender Hill Mob. Yeah. So yeah. Lavender Hill Mob. What about uh, the Lady Killers? Did he direct the Lady Killers? I'm Charles not Crichton? seeing that. No. Okay. So okay. Lavender Hill Mob and the Lady Killers, the original mm-hmm. ones, not the Coen Brother Lady Killers, right. but um, with 
uh, Alec Guinness yes. out of the Ealing Studios. Those are just such great comedies. They are. Um, just love seeing Alec Guinness kind of playing, in one case, uh, kind of a, a nerdish kind of devious bookkeeping bank clerk um, <laughs> who has this idea of how to, like, beat the system. Yeah. And that's just a fun ride, like, mm-hmm. all the way through. That's kind of a fun ride. And then The Lady Killers... Um, Another film where you quickly get past kind of the heist bit, and yeah. then you get involved in like, okay, who's going to kill this precious little old lady that nobody wants to see her die? No, <laughs> but everybody's everyone. Uh, this whole kind of ensemble cast is you know trying to figure out who's going to kill her, how they're going to kill her, right. and it just quickly becomes apparent that it's not going to happen. And the joy in that is uh, from the audience perspective is being complicit in finding out how each of these killers is going to die next and kind of savoring that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's another one of those ones where kind of the audience becomes complicit in um, the downfall of all of these characters. It's fantastic. That's black comedy. It's best. And Hitchcock knew this better, I think, than anyone, is when you can turn the tables on the audience and make them want to see the wrong things happen for the wrong reasons. Yeah, And maybe not even question it afterwards. So did you pick other Hitchcock movies, or am I going to have to? For heist films? Yeah. I didn't. I just thought Psycho was Psycho, yeah. good enough. Yeah. So you didn't want to catch a thief? Or... No, I left all those out. Okay. I left those out. That's because fair. I, because I, re- I realized that it was like these British films. Huh? Um, I'm going to throw uh, Pink Panther films. Mm-hmm. Like, not the films themselves, but the films in like the pastiche of my memory, because yeah. I remember they get worse and worse very they quickly do. over time. Yeah. But and they were so weird in the way that they were released. Yeah. Because I guess uh, I, I don't even want to try and explain it because I totally don't understand it. There, you have to do like this weird kind of like mapping to figure out like what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. And Peter Sellers was in. It was out. It was. It's got Pink Panther in the title. And yeah. It's mentioned David Niven's. Uh, uh, weird. So weird. Yeah. So weird. Especially as a um, kid, when you're expecting to see the cartoon, it's really only in the beginning. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but those little the gags in them. Yeah. They're, there are some good gags. Oh, that. totally. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll throw that out there as well. That's British, right? Totally. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. British. Um, Nuns on the Run. Mm. Have you heard of that? I have. Yeah. Okay, so it's Eric Idle and Robbie Coltrane mm-hmm. in Nuns Habits. Yeah. There's nothing more that I need to say about that. <laughs> it's really. great. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh, last one. Uh-huh. Actually, I have two more on here. I'm just going to mention Train Spotting because. And then this week, the Transpotting 2 is coming out. Uh, We're in 2017, folks, so there we go. If you listen to this in another era. Yeah. Yeah. But Transpotting, that was one that I saw when it first came out again, and it just, it became like the soundtrack of that year, and I think my first crazy crush Mm-hmm. On Ewan McGregor, mm. weird. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. For that film as well, as yeah, disgusting like... <laughs> as it is, and yeah, and I've told you, I'm a huge germaphobe. So for me, yeah. to, like, I mean, yeah, to, but, yeah. So are you looking forward to the sequel at all, or do you? I am going to go in. Um, I'm going in with like bated breath. Yeah, I want it to be brilliant. I know that. Uh, a lot of from past, past experience, yeah. that usually sets you up. For downfall. Yeah. Um, last night, this is totally weird, uh-huh. left field, but last night I went and saw Hamilton. Okay, yeah. On yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. And I, about 
probably 10 or so years ago, was jilted by a musical. I went and saw a musical I didn't, I knew too much about okay. the backstory of it. It's, it's wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read the book. I had grown up on The Wizard of Oz. Um, spoiler alert, I know the witch dies at the end. <laughs> I fell out of love with musicals after seeing Wicked. Really? I call it Wretched now. It is <laughs> the worst musical I think I've seen. It made me fall out of love with musicals. It made me see how shallow and insubstantial musical theater was mm-hmm. at that time because it's this... Uh, show that could be about bullying and xenophobia, but it whitewashes it all. Right. It just makes the people who should be learning lessons, they learn absolutely nothing, nothing in the yeah. end. And the, oh, it's horrible. It makes my blood boil. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went into Hamilton knowing nothing about it except the history of like Alexander Hamilton, sure. hoping that I would develop uh, a love of musical theater again. again I've yeah. been going to a few musicals and hoping that would happen. Um, yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about it. It was the right way to go in, mm-hmm. I think. This one, I'm, I'm going into Trainspotting 2, hoping it doesn't kind of just retread tired territory. I'm yeah. hoping there's uh, an interesting enough new angle on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm terrified. Because, God, it's almost what, almost 20 years since yeah, the Yeah, it's original? like 20 years. It's, yeah. This is such a weird year, year for me, and yeah. I think a lot of people um, who grew up in the 90s, yeah. because Trainspotting's coming back. Um, Twin Peaks is yeah. coming back. These are like big seismic things yeah. for me, like uh, in my adolescence, mm-hmm. and they're revisiting me now, yeah. like middle aged. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they're even talking. Think. I don't know if it's this year or next year. Another Clerks, mm. uh, Clerks sequel. So we'll see. If well, that one. I'll, I'll just yeah, yeah. Ignore that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the nineties. It's interesting. Um, they're kind of having a mini resurgence. Yeah, course. it's yeah. weird. And I'm, and because these things haven't come out yet, no, it's weird <laughs> how it's affecting me now because I know they're coming back. So it's, I'm thinking back to that time of life and thinking, oh, this is, oh I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. <laughs> That's all right. It'll all go smooth. Oh, uh, it might we'll, not. We'll have to talk about, hey, once these all come out, we'll just have an interview with Malin about how things, <laughs> how things actually turned out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if I've recovered. <laughs> As always, thank you so much, Malin. <laughs> Okay, I've stolen Lindley away from Stephanie, and so she's going to be on her own. This is a perfect <laughs> opportunity to talk about our favorite heist movies. So what would they be for Can you, you guess what my favorite heist movie is? Do they steal something in Wayne's World or Austin Powers? It's not Wayne's World <laughs> okay. or Austin Powers. I've so gone the beyond English those patient? two movies. <laughs> like, she stole her heart. <laughs> <laughs> we only know three movies from Lindley, so that's Really? Okay. I feel like I name movies all the time. That's true. Lego Nobody Batman. Nobody listens to me now. <laughs> We haven't got there yet. That was mediocre at best. Oh, at best. All right. What is your what? Okay. So what era? I think it's eighties. Eighties. Heist movie from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm having a complete mind blank. I don't know. A fish called Wanda. Oh, that. Malin picked that one too. So, he did. God damn it. <laughs> but you. Hey, you guys think alike, and that's a good thing. Yeah, fish called Wanda. That's my That's favorite. a great one. That's Love a, it. Yeah. So what about that? Really? Do you remember seeing it when it first came out? Yeah. I mean, I think we saw it. I don't know if I saw it in the theater or we just watched it a bunch of times on video. Mm-hmm. Just remember watching it a whole bunch of times on video. I don't know why I always do this, but I always compa- compare that to uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. No, I don't yeah, know why. It's, not. it's but, like Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin yeah. Klein, yeah. Um, John Cleese, mm-hmm. that other guy from. It's the other guy from uh, Monty, Monty Python. Python. Yeah. yeah, Michael. Well, I can't remember his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. 
He's the one who can't, who has a stutter. Right. And then <laughs> Kevin Klein eats his fish. Like, he loves his, the wand. The fish is the wand yeah. that he's feeding, and he's taking care of, and he loves. And then the Kevin Klein character eats the fish at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah, but it's a nice terrible, throwback yeah. to those old British... It's a super um, wacky heist, yeah. comedy heist movie. Like, yeah, yeah just a super silly... Yeah, and as Malin was saying, like kind of like the Lavender Hill Mob and and uh, the Lady Killers oh, and yeah, those I type of sixties yeah. Pink Probably, Panther. Probably, I'm sure yeah. it's an homage to something. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. very Pink Panther. Yeah, I would say very Pink Panther. Definitely. So that's a good one. You have no other ones. I don't know any other heist movies except for Ocean's Eleven, but I haven't even seen that. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Obviously not the original. You're the. I haven't seen either the original really? or the remake with. So the um, I personally like the remakes better. I think oh, okay. it's a better plot. Um, was that it, named in your remakes? Yes. Which remakes? Which are is coming out this? Well, <laughs> oh, <okay>. sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, but this will be after. That's how it'll be well after. <laughs> no, but I think uh, it's fun to watch the Rat Back, and it's good to see yeah, Sammy and right, Dean right, right. and Frank. But, but I'm sure they weren't really great actors. I mean, I guess Frank Sinatra maybe. But Frank Sinatra was in a lot of things. But, yeah. Um, and Dean Martin was good at what he was playing okay. Dean. Playing Dean. Um, Martin, yeah. But no, like the film, it was more like, hey, let's just put all these guys together and uh-huh. see what happens. Yeah, Whereas yeah. there's actually a nice script and a plot in okay. the George Clooney Brad Pitt. Got it. Yeah, version. yeah, yeah. So got I think it, you'd enjoy it. it. It's it's fun to have on the background. Yeah. 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 There's so much to watch. It's so hard. It's not so, on the top of my list. I'm trying to think of other crazy heist movies. Uh, there's a lot of British ones. That yeah, are, it uh, seems to be more. And though Fish Club Wanda was kind of British. It's very right? British yeah. homage. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's those are the. That's the only ones out. I can't think of any other heist movies. What's another? When's the last time you saw a Fish Called Wanda? Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, it might have been. I haven't seen it since the eighties or nineties. Yeah. I don't know if I watched it. If it's at the end of the eighties, I probably watched it in the nineties. I think 90s. it was like 88, 89. Yeah. So. so we should watch it again and then I report should. back. Tell me if I remember. They made a follow up, which was really bad. They did. Mm-hmm. They made know. a part two. Really? I didn't a sequel. See sequel. I'm losing a part two. Yeah, sequel. It was so, it was not very good. Something about animals, like a zoo really? or something. Was so it straight to, to video? Zoo. Strange creatures or something really? creatures. Magical creatures. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, I'd have to look it up on IMDb. I know for some of them, when, I saw that years after. I don't know why I missed it. Fish called one when it yeah, came out. Well, you were really young when it came out. That would have been, uh, if it was 88, it would have been like 11. Yeah, so, yeah. you've been... It was not 10, appropriate yeah. for an 11 year old. Well, in no. the 80s, anything was uh, appropriate. Anything was appropriate. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> Except for Pretty Woman. They wouldn't even watch Pretty Woman. <laughs> with good reason. It's just a hooker with a heart of gold. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Linley. Okay, so with Danielle, we're going to. <laughs> at first, she didn't know what heist meant, and so I had to explain that it's like. heard about So a heist is like either a robbery or some sort of plan to steal something. Oh. So like Ocean's Eleven is like a big heist movie because okay. they're trying to rob the casino. Oh, that mag- magician movie too? Yes. Now okay. you see me? That's yes. a heist movie. Yes. Very good. good. So, all right. What are your favorite heist movies now that you know another term in English? This is good. <laughs> I'm learning. I know you're learning. This is good. <laughs> My personal is so great. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well... I don't know if it classified, mm-hmm. but my first one is Pink Panther. Yeah, definitely. Yes, right. But Peter Sellers. They wanted still, yes. The, so what exactly are they stand? They're standing like this big jewel. The Pink Panther. They, yeah, the jewel. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This big diamond. Yes. Yes. So I mean, all the movies is about Pink Panther. The, the it's some sort of heist. Yeah, yeah. So the original one. Yes. With Peter Sellers. Sure. Yeah. So what? When's the last time you actually saw that? The original, the original, like 
last month. Oh, really? So you recently saw it, and so you definitely like. Yeah, I think I we talked it, about this. So I, I like oh. it. Yes, I, I do like it. I, I like it, this Stephen Martin one a little bit, but, but um, I lost my. <laughs> I'm trying to thought. Yeah. <laughs> You like the one with Steve Martin, but the, the original... It's not as good. Yeah. So, yes. So, this is one, and then mm -hmm. I have another one. Sure. That is with a very hot guy. So, <laughs> no, I like the movie. Steve the, Martin. The visual is good, too. But okay. <laughs> the visual is good. So, I, uh, I like Bandits. It's Bandits? 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 I don't know how to say. Swift Kate Blanchett. I, I cannot speak English. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, it's called Bandits. Bandits. See, I said right. Yeah, no, you said it right. I don't. My five is tried. <laughs> Bandits. Let me look at this. There up. you go. So I. It came out in two thousand one. Yes. And it stars Kate Blanchett, Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah, she's very pretty. He is okay. You like Billy Bob Thornton? Yes. You're weird. I do what? Well, you, you and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> he is something. I mean, come on. Oh, I agree with you. He is something. <laughs> Attractive is one of them. In that movie. No, no, not anymore, of course. But I'm not sure he ever looks good. Much. I mean, I don't know. Would you like him, him in Sling Blade too? I don't know. No, I like nobody him in him that in movie. And there is another one that I like it too. That I was like, hey, let's watch this movie. <laughs> I told my boyfriend at the time, let's watch it. But I didn't say why. So wow. <laughs> Like competition but the, with Billy but Bob Thornton. the movie Thornton. is really good. It's very fun. And so you must have been devastated when you broke up with Angelina Jolie. I didn't know. I was in Brazil at the time. Mm. We don't. You didn't know about Billy Bob? And I Angela? knew, but I didn't know when they broke up or oh. when they started. But I... yeah, they would make it like a hot couple for sure. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's very pretty, like yeah. very pretty. And here, it's very wow. hot. So, you know, a good combination. <laughs> Who knew this about Danielle? <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> you have a fan. Okay, I have stolen Josephine away from her knitting class mm -hmm. to do this, and it's a perfect opportunity to talk about her favorite heist movies. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is your... You like what I did there? What are, what are your favorite heist movies? So the one person that came to mind is Inside Man with uh, Spike Lee, yeah. Clive Owen, who's mm -hmm. like my forever boyfriend. <laughs> Um, who was she would tell a Gia for also in a Denzel of course mm -hmm. Jodie Foster Christopher Plummer have you yep. seen it? I, I think so you, yeah. you got yeah, it it's, yeah. yeah really clever mm -hmm. I like um, all those actors so yeah yeah mm -hmm. great movie um, Hell or High Water uh, that just came out yeah so do you think they should have won? I really liked it but I didn't think it was Oscar winning Oscar winning yeah. yeah but I did like the director's last two movies before that which were um Startup and Perfect Sets. Mm. Yeah, I really like those two a lot. So people check those out. Of all the movies that were nominated, that was the one that interested me the most. Like mm. it seemed the most appealing to me personally. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to my Netflix yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Look at that. And Jeff um, Bridges is in it, right? Jeff Bridges yeah. is in it. Um, ben Foster, mm -hmm. Chris Pine. I I remember that movie. Not to be mean, but yeah. that movie. It, the first time it kind of like went on my radar was I think it was a, a headline on a blog that said like you guys Chris Pine can actually act <laughs> and he's Poor really Chris good in this Pine. movie he is good in this movie it's really too bad because if you're in action movies you kind of get the stigma and because uh, he's been in those Jack Ryan movies and obviously mm -hmm. Star Trek and everything mm -hmm. like that but yeah 
shouldn't. <laughs> no, it's like Emma Stone. Like Emma Stone was in Spider Man. She was in Super Bad, but now all of a sudden she's in La La Land. And now she's a real actress, which is yeah. ridiculous. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, next, next heist movie. is Headhunters, which is a bananas movie. Okay. It's about this man who is living way beyond his means, and he's a, he acts, he's a headhunter, but really he's also an art thief, and he gets involved with the wrong person, and mm-hmm. it just ends up becoming so incredibly bananas, like you wouldn't believe it. Really? <laughs> yes. Next one is Ocean's Eleven. Of course. So of which course. one? Um, the George Clooney one. I okay. haven't even seen the original. You know, I think this is one where the remakes are actually better. Interesting. I, th- I think they're more entertaining. I think the original is just, it's fun because you get to see all the Rat Pack and everything, but the movie isn't as good, I don't think. I think the, the whole heist is better with, with the George Clooney people. Yeah, yeah, yeah and Steven Soderbergh. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. The other one is a movie I haven't. I don't know how well known it is. It's called The Good Thief. It's with Nick Nolte. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's this kind of like grizzled mm-hmm. thief, and he's in like, I think, Monte Carlo or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Ray Fiennes is also in it. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I can think of so far. Those right are now. all good, too. Yeah. Well, when you think of them, you always think of them afterwards. You can always let me know, and then I can say, Josephine also forgot these. Yeah, it. The, the worst was the quotes. The movie quotes. I thought of so many afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. 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 I still. I don't know if I put I don't know if I put any for you or not, but because you had so many of them. I had but, so many. Yeah, uh, I forgot to give them to you. Now I have to go back and listen yeah. to all yeah. this. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Josephine. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories.